Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we have a big day here on the Locked On Titans podcast. First, we have some major training camp updates, another installment in Beasley Watch 2020, more information about the Titans veterans that started on the physically unable to perform list, off-season awards, and we get an inside look at what the Titans schedule will be going forward and when they will actually be starting on-field activities directly from head coach Mike Rabel. And then we have a special guest on today's podcast, strength and conditioning trainer Jason Spray, who famously worked out with basically the entire Titans secondary this offseason. He has been working with NFL players for quite some time, and he joins the Locked On Titans podcast today to talk about his career, the work that he did with the Titans this offseason, and tells us who the most impressive athlete he has ever worked with is, and it is a Tennessee Titan. So some excellent content coming up on today's Locked On Titans podcast to make sure that you never miss any of the Monday through Friday Titans content I will be putting up throughout the rest of the season. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on Apple Podcast, follow on Spotify, or whatever platform that you do stream. A really big episode today, major training camp updates, and an interview with Jason Spray. Let's get it. Titans head coach Mike Rabel spoke with local Nashville media on Tuesday and gave some updates to some of the biggest storylines through the first week of Titans training camp. First was another update in Beasley Watch 2020. Outside linebacker and free agent signing Vic Beasley has still not reported to Titans training camp with less than 48 hours before the deadline to opt out. It is worth questioning whether Vic Beasley will join the Titans this season. But head coach Mike Vrabel had this to say, audio courtesy of TennesseeTitans.com. And me personally, um, you know, we, we're, we're excited to, to see Vic when, when he gets here. Again, have not, um, he's not here. Um, everybody else is. And um, you know, he's under contract. He, he, we expect him to be here. Um, but, but again, have not, um, have reached out, have not had, um, you know, much conversation with him. And, um, you know, we still look forward to getting him in here and, and coaching him when he gets here. I want to coach him and, and want him to, to be a part of the football team. So, you know, that's uh, that's where I'm at. I, I know that there's going to be, um, obviously, questions. Uh, I'm hopeful that, that we can focus and I can focus on our football team and the guys that are here that are improving, uh, that are trying to improve, and, and, and the ones that we're coaching. Another major note in Beasley Watch 2020 coming out of Mike Vrabel's comments was the fact that the team has not spoken with Beasley since John Robinson's statement about Beasley last week. And it's also worth noting that Beasley was seen on social media attending a local organized basketball game, also was seen purchasing a truck. And while those seem like minuscule activities, it is worth questioning why Beasley could not be in contact with 
with his employer, with Mike Vrabel or John Robinson, if he's able to complete these other activities. Moving forward to other updates from Titans training camp, it was announced today that Titans inside linebacker Jayon Brown would be removed from the physically unable to perform list and would join his Titans teammates in training camp. Jayon Brown was out for just one week, mostly just protocols, Zoom meetings, and things of that nature. He will be able to be completely active and join his team in the on-field activities that will take place for the Titans during training camp. Also announced by the Titans was the off-season awards given out by the coaching staff to players who impressed this offseason. And Mike Vrabel said the three award recipients were backup quarterback Logan Woodside, wide receiver Rashard Davis, and inside linebacker Rashawn Evans. All of those players were said to have impressed throughout the offseason, and considering it has been such an unusual offseason, those awards are more prestigious than ever. And then finally, head coach Mike Vrabel gave us a window into what the Titans' schedule will look like going forward after one week in training camp, and when the players will actually get out on the field for on-field activities. So we're in day seven of our rookies, um, which everybody we've got everybody together, right? So we're we're meeting, um, we're walking through, we're lifting, we're running, um, and, and so after um, the the eighth day, uh, so on Friday we'll be able to get the rookies out on the field with the coaches and and anybody those players that were early reporting guys, quarterbacks, and 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 a few of those players that we asked to come in. Uh, because of injury, they'll be able to go out on the field with their coaches. Uh, right now, their position coaches aren't involved with the conditioning uh, phase of the program. Uh, the veterans um, are on day three today of their you know acclimation period. Um, so then after the weekend, we, we should have everybody on the same schedule as far as the phase twos and then and then working into the OTAs. So I need to circle back to Vic Beasley here, but I wanted you guys to hear that schedule information from Mike Vrabel before I got directly into how this affects Vic Beasley. So as Mike Vrabel said there, once Vic Beasley arrives, it's not like he'll be able to join up and meet up with the players who have already gone through a week of training camp because of the protocols that have been set out. He's going to have to do his COVID testing and have two negative tests. He's going to have to have a quarantine period. He's going to have to have his physical examination and his physical path. It's going to take Vic Beasley once, whenever it is that he actually arrives on the scene, it's going to take him at least a week to eight days before he's even able to get out on the field. And I don't know if you guys realize this, but we are not too far away from kickoff of the NFL season. And, you know, Beasley still hasn't arrived. This will be Thursday when you guys hear this. And... Beasley maybe still won't be there. Let's say he doesn't arrive until next week. Then eight days from that, that's given Vic Beasley basically three weeks, four weeks at max to get acclimated to the Titans defense, learn his responsibility, get familiar with not only the the city, but the facilities, his teammates. It's just putting him behind schedule quite frankly, and it's going to affect the Titans' defense. There's no way around it now, and it gets more frustrating by the minute. But with those training camp updates 
out of the way. It is time to get into my one-on-one interview with trainer Jason Spray. So as you guys have probably heard throughout this offseason, a ton of Titans defensive players, not just this year, but in previous years, have worked with Jason Spray, who is a strength and conditioning coach that was an award-winning strength and conditioning coach in his college time and now works with NFL players as well as some other opportunities that he will talk to us about. But really excited to get you guys this interview with Jason Spray. We are going to jump right into that, but I want to talk to you guys about DoorDash. Right now, with everything going on and all of the concerns that wait outside your door, it's a better time than ever to order with DoorDash. Between the never-ending laundry cycles, all of the emails, you've got plenty to do, so let DoorDash take something off your plate by putting something on your plate. You want Chinese, you want pizza, Froyo, it doesn't matter. They have something for everyone on DoorDash and it helps you support local restaurants in your community and the DoorDash drivers who are also delivering your food. It's a great way to give back and do all we can to support everyone around us. The DoorDash app will bring you the foods that you're craving right now, right to your door and ordering is super easy. Like for real. It's incredibly easy. I couldn't recommend the DoorDash app more. You just choose what restaurant you want. You get to look at their menu, pick whatever items you want, go to the screen, enter your address, pay for your food, and then it's at your door. Absolutely perfect. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Locked On. Once again, that is $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order over $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app now and enter code LOCKED on. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. Just download the DoorDash app, enter promo code LOCKED ON. So we are here with strength trainer Jason Spray, who obviously has had a huge hand in the success that the Titans have had on defense, especially in the defensive backfield over the last few years. Jason, do appreciate you coming on. Obviously, you're a decorated college strength and conditioning coach, winning the NSCA National Strength Coach of the Year Award in 2015. I I did want to dive into how you kind of started working with NFL players. When did you first start training NFL guys? Um, I'm actually working at Middle Tennessee Christian School. Uh, We're a private school in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, But working with the NFL guys started, oh, man, I guess, um, you know, the very first guy that I used to train uh, was Kelly Holcomb, a longtime Cleveland Browns quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, played with, man, the Bills and uh, the the Vikings. And, I mean, he played for, I don't know, 12 to 15 years. Um, but I worked with Kelly um, in his career. And, you know, man, I was always appreciative of, of him allowing me to do that because, you know, he, he continued uh, to live in Murfreesboro um, in the offseason. And he played at Middle Tennessee. And, um, you know, he would, you know, the first year or so, he would bring me his workouts. And, uh, you know, we would just kind of, I would just kind of help him through it, and then I would make suggestions, and he liked those suggestions. And, then, you know, our, our relationship built over the years, and I just continued training him every offseason. And, 
you know, there was other guys. It started with just purely former players, you know, the guys that were in the CFL or arena leagues or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Uh, Mike McHenry, the longtime catcher with the Pirates and, you know, the Rockies. And um, it just kind of built. And then it really took off, um, uh, I guess it was 2011 uh, during the NFL lockout. Um, you know, Ronaldo Hill, who was with the Titans at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, Kerry Williams, who was just traded from the Titans to uh, Baltimore, and Eric Walden, um, who was with the uh, Packers. And, um, you know, I had those guys that offseason, and, man, we had a really, really good offseason. And uh, I just – Kerry Williams, though, was one of the guys that really helped kind of get my name out there with some of the pro guys because, you know, he was a fringe guy at the time. And, you know, he had a good frame. You know, he was 6'2 and some change, and he only weighed about 185 pounds. And, you know, I, we, we, we put in that work that offseason, man. We worked and worked. And, you know, my whole thing to him that offseason was like, look, dude, if, if you could be 200 pounds and be in the sh- best shape of your life, I promise you when you get to camp, there's going to be guys that are going to show up that didn't work this offseason, and they're going to get hurt. And when they get hurt, you've got to be ready and prepared to take every rep that they can't take whether that's special teams or, you know, at defensive back. And they – I remember that offseason they signed Jimmy Smith uh, maybe out of Colorado. He was their first-round pick. And sure enough, he got hurt. The guys in front of Kerry got hurt. Kerry was able to take every single snap. Um, he actually called me. He was like, dude, I appreciate everything you did for me. He goes, I'm taking every snap on special teams and defense. And, man, behold it, he came out of camp as a starter, uh, went on to win a Super Bowl with the Ravens as a starter, uh, and actually went on to, to make, a, you know, some good money. And, uh, you know, so he was one of the guys who, you know, that helped kind of put my name out there. And, you know, Eric Walden's success early um, in his career helped with some of that as well. Well, obviously, uh, everything that you're doing with all of these NFL players is working. Your name is is really exploding on the scene, especially with the Titans this offseason. And most of that goes back to the relationship with Kevin Byard. But we have seen a number of different Tennessee Titans come to work out with you this offseason, like Monty Hooker and Dan Crookshank, David Long. And even one I want to ask about is Christian Fulton, the rookie. How do you think he's looked this all season? And do you think he's in the kind of physical shape based on the training with you that he could make an impact for the Titans ball club this season? Yeah, man. Like those guys were great, you know, and I I still got to give a shout out to my man, Logan Ryan, too. I know he's no longer with us, but hey, that's my guy. and One of the hardest working uh, guys I've ever been around. Smart guy. He's a culture builder. Um, he is, man. Such a great guy in the community as well. And yeah. I think that's one thing the Titan fans, I, you know, I hope they appreciate that. That that locker room is truly a blue-collar locker room. Like, they're good guys. They they get out and do a lot in the community. And there's a lot of – I mean, you see them out in the community. A lot of NFL teams, you don't see those guys out like that, you know. And so I, I just hope Titan fans are appreciative of that because they're just a bunch of good guys. But, um, yeah, man, hey, Fulton, he, he's – I mean, there's a reason why he went to LSU, right? I mean, he's a mm-hmm. big, Absolutely. big corner. He's got a great frame. I mean, he ain't no slouch now. I mean, he looks the part. Um, and he's got a great work ethic. And, you know, he was quiet. He didn't say a whole lot, you know. Um, but, you know, that, some of that is, you know, the more he started to trust the guys and being around the guys, a little bit more vocal he got. But – um, man, I, I think the sky's the limit for him, just, dude. He's, he's just a long, rangy guy who had good strength. Um, you know, I think he's pretty intelligent. I know his strength coach at LSU, Tommy Moffitt, you know, speaks, you know, high, high, high praise for him. And um, I'm really excited to see what he can do. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and one thing that I actually wanted to ask you about in terms of the work that you do with the players. So we see here you've worked a lot with the Titans defensive backs, but you have a linebacker mixed in there like a David Long. So my question is, based on the position that these guys play on Sunday, do you design different drills for different positions or is it more a general idea to get them in, in great shape physically? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I worked with, you know, Derrick Henry a little bit last year as well. Um, you know, linebacker-wise, I've worked with Jayon before. Um, you know, man, I, I look at myself as I, I don't try to muddy the waters. You know, I, I don't try to be a DB coach. I don't try to be a running back coach. I, I don't try to do that. And I think the word that you said, um, the, hiss, you know, the, the, the hammer hits that nail on the head is, it's just general preparation is what I try to do. I just try to make sure – that we train those guys on one leg, two legs. I make sure we do our plyometrics. You know, we're pushing, we're pulling in the weight room. Uh, you know, we do, you know, we will go out and condition. We will do straight ahead sprints. We do change of direction. Um, I just try to make sure I, I fill all those buckets and check all the boxes. Um, because once they get into camp and, you know, once they show up, I mean, then they're going to play football, right? And, you know, they're going to do a lot of the same movements over and over and over and my thoughts always been with the offseason is let's try to get them and break some of those molds, you know, and try to work some of those weaknesses that they have. Because if you always are backpedaling, right, or if you're always mm-hmm. turning one direction, let's try to work the other side of that as well. And so that's what we try to make sure we do. Um, it's just make sure we cover all the boxes. And, I mean, it's very general what we do. It's high-level work, but, I mean, I'm not reinventing the wheel. Um, a lot of these guys, I tell you, actually just respect it because – I don't treat them with kitten gloves, per se. You know, it reminds them of the work they put in to get where they are. And a lot of times I think NFL guys and any pro guy, you know, the, the hard work you put in high school, the hard work you put in college, that, you know, those foundational years, sometimes you just you lose those as you, as you get further away. And guys that train them try to get a little too cute. And that's one thing that I try to do is, is just – Make sure we continue focusing on those foundational roots that got them where they are. your perspective, I wanted to ask, because you've obviously worked with so many Tennessee Titans throughout the years, the the recent success that they've had, especially last year, the run to the AFC playoffs. Although you said you don't want to be a running back coach, you don't want to try to be a linebacker coach, anything like that. Do you enjoy seeing the guys that you know, you've know you worked with, especially so many Tennessee Titans? Does it give you joy to watch them succeed in the NFL and on Sundays? Because in some way, even though, like you said, you're not a coach, you are a major part of what these guys are doing in their off-season work. And as we know, the off-season is just as important as the season in terms of you know getting ready to be the best player that you can be. How much joy or how happy are you to see these guys succeed knowing that you've worked so hard with them? You know, the, one of the greatest pleasures I have is, like again, like when I look at guys like when Kerry Williams went and signed his big contract and, you know, seeing Kevin Byard, I've been training that guy since he was 18 years old, right? Like we've been at it almost a decade. And I know 
where he comes from, and I know the work ethic, and I know the dreams that he had. And to see a guy like that, like, achieve and reach what he's always – what his goals were. Because a lot of guys, man, in college say, oh, I want to go to the league. Well, your mouth says one thing, but your actions say another. And the, the words that came verbally out of his mouth, his actions duplicated that, right? I mean, they, they, he said he wanted to be a pro player. Like, that's what he wanted to be. And his work ethic every day was that. And to see all the work he, he puts in and to see him go out – and be the highest paid safety or one of the highest paid safeties and see, you know, what's he got, 17 interceptions in his career or something like that? I mean, it's ridiculous, man. I mean, that, and that's just because of the work he's put in, not just in the weight room or in his conditioning, but in the film room and in practice every day. I mean, he is a guy that totally understands that it all comes together. You get out of it what you put into it. And, yeah, man, like Logan Ryan, you know, I remember the first year with him, you know, I, we saw that there was some pliability issues with him, you know, elasticity issues that we had to get corrected. And we, we really focused on that stuff those off seasons and to see him go out and have career years, you know, and, and you know, a lot of strength coaches and, and sports performance coaches are just trying to take credit for what guys do. But when guys call you and they tell you, man, I appreciate all the work you did with me this off season. Like I feel better. I feel more pliable, more springy, like it, it carried over. That's what, that's what makes me feel good. And, and, and you know, that's what every year, you know, I, I try to do is go out and give these guys just a solid program, you know, and, and hopefully it, when they get, you know, back within the organization that they just carry on and keep building on everything we did in the offseason. Well, it seems like everything that you've been working on has been successful. Some of the best secondary play we've seen in the NFL so far the last few years has come from the Titans secondary and you've been working hand in hand with them. Before I let you go, I just wanted to ask one more question that I guess is not necessarily related to the Titans. And I understand you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but other than the the Titans, I guess you've been working with lately, who would you say is the most gifted athlete you've ever had the opportunity to train? Oh man, the most gifted athlete. I yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. Well, I will say this. The most impressive-looking person I've ever seen was probably Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh, when he walked in the door, you're just like, holy cow. Like, I, you know, and, and we, when we were at Middle Tennessee, we actually played Alabama one year. But, I mean, to see him just walk in the room was pretty impressive. I mean, he just looks like a comic book character. Um, yeah, it's uh, strange from, to find a, a guy a defensive end size with wide receiver speed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and his ability to accelerate is, I mean, as good as anybody in the league, right? I mean, he doesn't just pull away from people by accident. I mean, he's he's one of those guys you like to say he was God touched, right? I mean, he's just yeah. gifted. Um, so there, there's that. As far as this athletic ability, man, I, I tell you what, um, you know. Kerry Williams, uh, back in 2011, 2012, when he was really fighting for those roster spots, was one of the most athletic guys I've ever seen. I mean, to be 6'2", 200 pounds, I mean, he running in the 4'4s, you know, uh, he just had really good feet. And, I mean, there was a reason why he went and fought and, you know, earned a starting job in the NFL as a corner and won the Super Bowl. He was, he was pretty uh, impressive. I think that the work that you have been putting in lately obviously is very impressive to get the kind of following that you are getting now from some of the players, not just with the Titans, but around the league. Uh, I wanted to give this opportunity to you to let people know where they can, you know, find your work on any socials. And I know that, uh, 
you got a, a car wash that you're trying to get some votes for in a competition, feel free to let the people know about that as well. Absolutely. So as far as Twitter goes or social media, uh, I try to keep Facebook more for the family, but uh, so uh, Instagram, Twitter is just at Jason Spray. And then, yeah, man, I, uh, if you go on there and you can see the link, uh, my family actually has a car wash, like a drive-through car wash here in Murfreesboro. It's called Splashies. Uh, there's like, it's called the Ruthies. It's a uh, local award kind of thing. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you have time, go through there, vote for it. We'd be very appreciative of it. Yeah, well, I think that with all the work that you're doing for the for the Titans, I think that the fan base wouldn't mind uh, giving a little bit a little bit of that back to you. But I do appreciate you taking this time to to talk with us here on the Locked On Titans podcast, Jason. And thank you so much for all the work you do. And hopefully, uh, you know, the work continues and the Titans keep winning on the football field with your help as well. I appreciate you for having me on, man. Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed that interview. Jason was awesome and definitely support him. Check out his social media, his car wash, everything that he asked. He's definitely doing a lot to keep our Titans as competitive as possible. But I had a great time having that interview with Jason. Hopefully can have him on again sometime in the near future. But I hope you guys enjoyed it mostly. And that is going to do it for today's show, though. I'm going to be back with you guys for a Friday episode of the Locked on Titans podcast. Make sure that you send those mailbag questions to me at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. And we will be back tomorrow. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.